This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single Podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Spera. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is sliding into DMs. Yes. Also in the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news, the new way teens are sliding into DMs, and why app addiction is killing your chances of finding love, possibly. Then we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions, including one listener who wants to slide into DMs without being creepy, and another listener who has already slid and wants to know how to keep the combo going. There's a lot of slipping and sliding happening, Angela. So much sliding. But it's just you and I this week. What is going on in your week? So I recently had the opportunity to have a little phone date catch-up session with one of my oldest friends from high school. And it was really nice because she lives in Texas, like really far away. So I never get to like physically see her. Um, and we both got engaged around the same time. Oh, how nice. I know. You could talk about wedding planning. That's exactly what we were doing. We were like bonding about wedding planning. And she was like... You know, I guess now is as good a time as any to tell you something else about my life. And I was like intrigued, yes. She was like, So you haven't like seen me in a while, but um I got a boob job. And I was like, Oh, cool. Cool. Like she, I was surprised, but also she had always it her boobs had always been a point of like she always wanted bigger boobs. Of you know? insecurity. She, yes, of insecurity. She was always like buying the Victoria's Secret bra that like Oh my God, bigger. they have these bras that make them like three cup size. Maybe they say two cup sizes, two or three cup sizes bigger. And at one point they had ones that made them like two or three cup sizes bigger, but it also had like a fake kind of nipple in the cushion. Oh, wow. And I bought that without thinking about it. And I was like, oh, maybe this is like more realistic. And and then I was like, wait, I like was wearing it and it just, I was like, wait, I don't want to walk around looking like I have like hard nips all the time. Why I, did I buy this? bra that makes you look like you walk around with hard nipples needless to say i'm i didn't see it the next time i went into victoria's secrets i think they put a kibosh on on the hard nipple bra i feel like the nipples are very in in the 90s it was never a look i got but like the nipples with like the white t-shirt yeah i think it was like a way to try to fake even more that this is really your boobs because they looked like you had a boob job but then you had the nipple to be like look it's so real it's not just a bra that you can see my nips and yeah it was a weird look so so the best part about this boob job story though was my friend then was like i was like oh cool you got a boob job whatever and she was like yeah so you know like my engagement ring was an heirloom so we didn't really spend a lot of money on it dot, dot, dot. And I was like, are oh my you God. about to say what I think you're about to say? And she's like, yeah. So he paid for my boob job instead. And I was like, you oh, got engagement boobs? My God. She got engagement boobs. That's amazing. Okay. Remember we were reading a news story a couple weeks ago about a guy who wanted to ask the person he was proposing to if she would promise to give her engagement ring to his daughter Yes. When she died. Yes. Anyways, and the advice that not we had given, but but somebody in an article had given was, you know what? It sounds like you don't really want to give the ring because you're giving it with conditions. So why don't you give something else like a, a, a vacation? vacation, a vacation yeah. He could have also done engagement boobs. Something right. that you cannot, there is no way to put to, you know, you can't pass along engagement boobs. And it's something you'll have forever. 
or at least 10 years <laughs> till you get them replaced. Right. So uh, being the great friend that I am, the second she told me that, I was like, can I talk about this on my podcast? <laughs> And she was like, yes, of course. And I was like, thank you. I'm sorry I asked, but it's just so good. It's so good. I love the engagement boobs. Um, you did not get engagement boobs. No, I did not. I only got the ring, unfortunately. Had I known there was an upgrade option, because I also used heirloom diamonds. So like I could have... Right. Why didn't you rally for engagement boobs? Well, you don't need them. Your boobs are great. There's still time. There's still time. But yeah, I mean, just something to consider for those out there who... Great option. <laughs> looking for something a little more special. Um, what's going on in your week? So you're going to be really excited. We talked a lot on this podcast about the New York Times 36 questions to fall in love. Yes. Our favorite. If you listeners have missed the episode where we've talked about this, you can just Google New York Times 36 questions to fall in love. It'll pop right up. And it's these questions where there was a study. And if you ask somebody on a date, these questions and you follow this like set order and way of doing things, it's supposed to help you make you fall in love. Like, love at first sight type of thing. And people have tried it and supposedly it works. I don't know. So I saw at the William Vale, which is a hotel around uh, my neighborhood in Brooklyn, that they were having an event centered around the 36 questions to fall in love. But it was with a bunch of strangers and it was more about like a mixer and meeting new friends. So it wasn't like a singles event? No, it wasn't a singles event. And my sister was in town. So I, I bought us tickets. I'm like, let's go to this event. It's a mixer. We'll meet some cool people. And it was... and. It was amazing. So they made sure that you sat next to people that you didn't know and we had dinner and throughout the night we would talk to – they would say, turn to your right and ask one of the questions and they had one of the questions on a piece of paper. We didn't get through all the 36 so I didn't fall in love with anybody (laughs) Um, but we got through like five or six of the questions and I really did meet some bonds. I've already like been emailing with these people. I met like a deeper connection with them. These questions really work but – so that was cool. It, I got to kind of test out the questions, you know, and I, as long as I was open and vulnerable, I, I felt like I, and other people were too, we were really connecting, you know, because yeah. y- you really kind of, some of these questions were, were pretty deep. Like uh, one of the examples where people got pretty deep was what's something that you would change about the way that you were raised, Ooh, you know, that and is that, deep. that can get really deep pretty quickly. That's also, I feel like something that maybe you ha- phrased that way you might not have thought about before. Exactly. Um, but another interesting thing happened that I thought was relevant to this podcast. So I was talking to two girls who were sitting across from me and the subject of dating came up, of course, as it does when in New York. And yeah. Um, and one thing that I found in common with the two women was that they schedule in their calendars times to swipe on apps. And they were like, really? one of them mentioned that they said, yeah, I have in my calendar every day. Okay. From like this time to this time, I'm going to swipe. And from this time to this time, I'm going to message. So swiping is like a separate um, to do thing in her calendar as as messaging is. And the girl next to her goes, shut up. I do that too. And I kind of loved it. And they go, you know what? I treat it like a job. I treat it like any other to-do task that I have to. If I'm going to take it seriously, I schedule it in my calendar. And I so thought, how cool is that? Is the time that they picked based on like when they get the most responses no, or just no. when they can squeeze it in? When they can squeeze it in, when it's convenient to swipe and when it's convenient to to send some messages. So I thought that was really cool and it was a nice tip for some of our listeners. Another interesting thing that happened as I was talking to, you know, it was really cool because I was getting to talk to people that aren't normally in my circle. So I was learning new tips and just new dating stories. So I was sitting next to a guy and he was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not like really on apps. I've tried them before. Um, But I recently just went on a blind date with somebody and I was like, how did you get set up on this blind date? And he said, well, actually I had gone out with somebody five years ago 
and we didn't really connect, but she, you know, she still had my contact info. Five years later, she had a friend that she thought I would be a good fit for and messaged me out of the blue and said, hey, I know it's been a while, five years. Uh, Any chance you're still single? And he said, as a matter of fact, I am. And she said, I think I have a friend that would be perfect for you. Would you mind if I tried to set you up? And he said yes. And he went on the date and things went really well. And this is just a testament to all of you people out there not to ghost anybody and to treat people with respect. And I said to him, I go, this is such a testament to the fact that she thought of you, you know, you guys didn't have that like chemistry. Nobody was rude to each other about it. It ended, you know, obviously very nicely. And uh, so much so that five years later, she thought of you in, uh, when she had a friend to set you up with. And how cool is that? That would honestly make me feel so great. I mean, I do think you kind of need the distance of maybe not a full five years, but like, you know, like if it was like a week later, I'd be like, okay, the wound is still fresh. But like, yeah, like after a year later, I would be like, oh, thank you. So that means you like, like me as a person. It truly was a chemistry thing, but. Exactly. Exactly. So cool. So lots to take away here. Treat people with respect, which should be obvious. And, you know, maybe schedule some times for the swiping and messages. Yeah. Uh, All right. We're going to take a quick sponsor break and then we're jumping into what's in the news. We would like to thank our sponsor, Miro. Miro is making deodorant better, like 10 times better, not the drugstore stuff with the meh sense you're used to. It's a new kind of deodorant that lives up to your power, poses, and your shelfy obsession because Miro believes a good scent and a good mood go together like black coffee and breakthroughs. All right, Angela, let me tell you about my reaction when I got Miro in the mail. Okay, great. I opened this gorgeous box and I was like, oh my God, what is this like beautiful, cute tube, which by the way is, it was in my favorite color, which I call like a bright beige. That's like my color of the moment that I wear all the time. Mine was mint, which I also love. Really? Yeah. I I thought they were all the same color. Okay. Well, I had a bright beige, which I I don't even know how lucky I got because everything (laughs) I wear lately is bright beige. And I was like, this is gorgeous. And then I opened it. I was like, this is a freaking deodorant. I want to like put this out on my shelf. It's the most beautiful deodorant. And I do want my medicine cabinet to look pretty. You know, I'm all about aesthetics. Yes. But I also want shit to work well. Right. So anyways, I'm ideally I am obsessed with Miro because it works amazing, smells amazing, and is the most gorgeous and like designy deodorant I've ever seen. It's incredible. Yeah, uh, my fiance Ian tried to steal my Miro deodorant. He was going on a trip to Iceland and he was like, oh, I need deodorant and threw it in his bag. And I was like, what? Not so fast, my guy. And (laughs) I took it out and we're like basically fighting over it. I'm going to have to get another one so that we both have. Uh, The cool thing about Miro, and he's like a sustainability guy, you know, and they- The case. The case. It's a reusable case, which is different from like a lot of other uh, deodorants. Deodorants and products? There's less plastic waste. I love that. And I love that Ian noticed that because I noticed that too. And, you know, I I feel bad throwing out plastic all the time. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you're the kind of person that's not using a straw, think about your deodorant. I use a bamboo straw. There you go. I use the metal straw. Um, So Miro delivers obsession-worthy, naturally effective deodorant that looks as good as it smells, we promise. Uh, They make their natural deodorant with a custom blend of essential oils that release over time to keep you fresh and barley powder to keep you dry. Their formula is hardworking, long-lasting, with no toxic anything. It's 0% aluminum, 0% parabens, 
Their ingredients are clinically tested for safety and efficiency. And here's how it works. You choose your scent and the color of your case. You can choose beige like Laura, mint like me. A bright beige. A bright beige. A bright beige, not just Very any beige. Very specific kind of beige. Um, get a refresh every three months delivered straight to your door, conveniently timed for when most people run out. Then you switch scents, press pause, or stop literally anytime you want. It's re- a refillable case, like we said, and mood-inspiring scents are good for you and the planet planet that we live on because the case is refillable. Miro refills reduced plastic waste by approximately 50% versus typical drugstore deodorants. Doing good and feeling good should be an everyday thing just like deodorant. Very cool. Get 50% off your first order and get started today for just five bucks. Visit mymiro.com slash single and use our promo code single. That's 50% off your first order and get started today for just five bucks. Visit mymiro.com slash single and use promo code single. All right, Angela, what have you been reading about in the news this week? So I was reading The Atlantic and uh, they had a piece about the hottest chat app for teens. Apparently it's Google Docs. Really? Yeah, we use People Google are Docs all the time. Chatting in Google Docs. So, the, so first of all, this is a piece by Taylor Lawrence, and Taylor Lawrence wrote about how um, this is the new way that kids in high school specifically are sliding into each other's DMs. They interviewed a bunch of teenagers, and they said we really don't pass physical notes anymore because they usually have to use their computers in class for projects. So they're so smart. These sneaky little teenagers. They'll. Um, it says they'll clone a teacher's shared Google Doc and then chat in the comments with each other. And it appears like they're working on notes for their project. And then if the teacher approaches, they hit resolve and everything disappears. Oh, my God. That's genius. Right? Wait, I mean, this it, is incredible. It does make me sad that the art of like the handwritten note is gone. I know. Forever. Those paper airplanes are so passe. Right? But uh, it's like so. And then they're – Wait, they get, this is so genius because sometimes – all right, don't tell any of our podcast guests this, but we work out of a Google Doc. And sometimes if we like have to say notes to each other, we will type into the Google Doc. We do at, do that. At the part where we know the other person's looking and it's a way for us to pass notes to each other while we have another person in the room and we don't want that person to like see our notes, whether it's just like, okay, let's move on. Let's skip this question or, you know, we never right. we never say rude things, of right. course. We're never but like Z, 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 yawn. But if we wanted to, we could. <laughs> right. So um, we do like a a version of this. We do. Uh, we slide into each other's DMs. Um, we slide into each other's Google Docs. And then they get even sneakier. So the way we used to use AIM when we were younger, <laughs> they, for their, like when they're doing their homework at home, they'll have like groups of kids will collaborate on a document and their parents think they're just working on a school project. And this kind of, like when I first saw that they were using Google Docs, I was like, oh, this is just to me showing that. AIM needs to make a comeback, like everything old is new again. But no, this adds like the other layer of like camouflage. It's so genius. Yeah. I love this so much. And parents can't really like, they can't really sneak around into this. Yeah. And you can't like ban your kid from using Google Docs if they need it for homework. So it's kind of foolproof. It's amazing. I mean, I definitely have a bad poker face, I think, because even when you and I pass digital notes in our Google Docs, I'm always like, oh my God, can the guest tell I'm reading about them? So like my mom would probably catch on. Yeah, your mom would for sure catch on. But also you're besties with your mom. So I feel like you weren't the kind of person that kept much from her. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I definitely, there was no greater high than flirting with boys on AIM. Yeah, that was fun. We all did it. Um, 
And in Google Docs, you don't get to have melodramatic away messages. So that's the one downside. But I know. Otherwise, I do like this. This is cool. I love it. Um, yeah. What are you reading about? So I was reading Men's Health. This is an article by Edward Cooper. And he wrote, Addicted to dating apps? You'll never find love suggests new research why gamifying dating apps is killing your chance of finding a better half. I am always skeptical when I read these type of headlines. And it's such a downer headline. But I'll tell you what it says. According to new research, app addiction could be derailing your chances of finding love. Why? Because of the infinite swipe, the in-app mechanism that encourages users to endlessly tap through potential matches, making split-second judgments based on images rather than personality traits. Uh, So they say that making the choice in less than a second, dating app users could potentially be sidelining more suitable matches, assessing suitability on looks rather than common ground with shared interests, which this feels like a very dated argument, but they have a study that supposedly backs this up. A survey of a thousand dating app users from the UK commissioned by a place called JigTalk. Um, Dating app users found that almost 30% of users spend seven hours per week swiping and scrolling to find a match. Um, 14% of those surveyed clocked in a whopping 14 hours. Uh, Men clocked up more time on apps compared to women which I don't know, might surprise you, might not. And 40% of male users had downloaded three or more apps at a time with 10% admitting to using more than five at once. So I think it's kind of what you and I talk about as um, we talk about, oh my God, what's our phrase? We have a whole swipe swipe fatigue. Swipe fatigue, thank you. Oh my God, my brain brain was getting fatigued. I was like, (laughs) swipe fatigue, uh, where people get swipe fatigue and they also think something's better around the corner, you know? So they feel like they need to see all of the options, which is what I do when I shop. I need to see all the dresses before I pick one. I guess this is why it makes sense that a few apps now have like a limit to how many swipes you get a day. So you're a little more precious with them. I think that that solves this problem. Yeah, that's, that is a great solution and a great idea that they've come up with, but I guess not all of them do that. So then you still could be getting swipe fatigue and and you can't help yourself. Yeah. And I guess the idea is that you are, you're swiping past somebody because I was having this conversation with somebody the other day where I was like, you know, there's a lot of people that I connect with energetically in person that if it was just based on looks, I definitely wouldn't have probably swiped on them, you know, like most of the people I dated before Nick, I would say like Nick, I think is very hot and very physically attracted to him. But most of my exes, they were like, I don't know, shorter than I would have gone, gone with. Oh, we talked about those with you. Yes, on an episode. But oh, I, also, I did talk about it on an episode. Okay. I do feel like the reverse can be true sometimes because I might go out with somebody who is a little shorter than me that I didn't realize they were shorter because of the app or something and then we have a good time and we hit it off. So it could work both ways. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, don't get down, but also you know, be careful of your swipe fatigue, I guess is the moral of that story. Yeah. All right, we're going to jump into our mailbox, but first let's take a quick sponsor break. It's 2019. Everyone needs a pair of great wireless earbuds. But before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. So I got mine in the mail and I actually didn't know they were a sponsor. I was like, oh, somebody, somebody knows me, somebody loves me, and they sent me a pair of wireless earbuds. And so I started using them when I would walk to go to Nick's studio where I would do some writing, use them when I'm walking onto the subway, whatever. You need some wireless earbuds. I've been working out a little bit. Anyways, and the great thing about Raycon is that the earbuds start at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing. So amazing that Nick borrowed mine and started using it. I was like, give me back my, ear- my, give me back my earbuds. I need them. They're mine. <laughs> 
So here's the deal. The company was actually founded by Ray J, and celebrities like Snoop Dogg are already obsessed. Raycon's E50 wireless earbuds have totally changed the game for me. They're so comfortable and so easy to take anywhere. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet. There's no dangling wires or stems. And of course, they look great. They look cool because Ray J is not going to have some wireless earbuds that don't look cool. So Raycon offers their wireless earbuds for everyone in a range of fun colors and an unbeatable price. Go to buyraycon.com and use our promo code SINGLE20 to get 20% off your order. That's promo code SINGLE20 at buyraycon.com. That's B-U-Y. Raycon is R-A-Y-C-O-N, you know, like Ray J. Uh, For 20% off of Raycon wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now is the time to get an amazing deal. One more time, that's buyraycon.com, promo code SINGLE20. All right, Angela, what do we have in the mailbox this week? So we have a couple listener questions, but first we wanted to address some negative comments on our iTunes page, actually. I know, guys. We always ask you to leave comments, which we do love, and we love uh, productive feedback. I don't really read the comments because I'm too sensitive. Angela is also sensitive, but she's also a masochist, so she right. will read the comments that I won't bear to. And she texted me some sad faces this morning saying, we got some negative comments. We got some positive ones too, but of course, you know, as any as any hum- creative, creative person, human. you only focus on the negative. But we did want to address some of these comments because they made us sad and we hope this isn't what our podcast is about. Right. And we also like... I think if something was like totally off base, we probably wouldn't even give it a second thought or address it on the podcast. But like we kind of see where you're coming from with this. So we want to like explain. It hit home. So this one wrote, ugh, Uh, seems kind of smug and condescending that a podcast is called This Is Why You're Single by two people in relationships. What do they know about what it's like to be single? I only listened to two episodes and wanted to like it, but was very turned off by the vibe. A lot of their info was fluff. I didn't really learn anything and their insight was minimal. Sorry to write such a bad review, but it looks, but you're looking for funnier, more inspirational podcasts. Please look elsewhere. So this really hit home because when we started the podcast, Angela was single and I was in my very first long-term relationship that I had ever been in. I had spent my whole life being single. So I had a lot of experience being single and I still felt like I was struggling with learning how to be in a relationship with somebody and what that meant and how to compromise and how to live with someone and how to be in a relationship since I had never been in one longer than three months. And Angela was having the opposite experience where she was single for the first time and was on Tinder and OkCupid and was was really out there dating. And that's what made us start our sketch show. And ultimately what made us write a book and what made us write, uh, do a podcast was we wanted to give that best friend, girlfriend advice. We're not therapists. We've never pretended to be lifestyle coaches or any kind of people that have pretend credentials or real credentials for that matter. We don't have any credentials. We don't pretend to have credentials. We just have our experiences. We only have our experiences and our best and our best friends' experiences. And we try to just give you girlfriend advice. We hope we God, we never want to come across smug because we don't even yes, we ha- over time we have both I have our lives have evolved and you guys have been with us on this journey. 
as, you know, I moved, you know, moved in with Nick and got engaged and got married and had a baby and first struggled with fertility and miscarriage. And you guys have been on the entire journey and we've really been tried to be very open about our personal lives because you guys share so much with us. Right. And but Angela we, has been open too. Yeah. And so like if you've been listening for a long time, I think that maybe you would see the arc and un, and understand. But if you just tuned into a new episode, I could see how you're like, what? You guys are just talking about being in relationships all the time. The name of your show is This Is Why You're Single. So like we definitely want to address that. And like we definitely never want to come at it from a smug or condescending place because I think Laura and I are both very open about the fact that even when you're in a relationship, we even don't know when you're what married, the fuck we're doing. there's just new problems that pop up. And I don't think either of us ever thought that we were like dating ninjas. We were not experts when we were dating. But what we can do is like take the mistakes that we made or the stuff that we did that worked and share it with you guys. And that's the whole idea. Yeah. And the reason that we do talk about our relationship so much is because we want to kind of share that there's problems throughout every single stage and offer insight into what we're personally going through and offer insight into the problems and the good things and the bad things and really the whole scope. And we just try to be as honest with you guys and we apologize if that's ever come across smug because we don't feel that way personally, so we really hope we don't, you know, come across a way that we personally don't feel. Would yeah. you agree with that? And, like, even the title, This Is Why You're Single, I think that the you in the title is just as much us as it is anybody well, else. It, it, you know, it, it was. It not even well, – yeah, it it is about us because when we wrote – we never knew we were going to have a podcast called This Is Why You're Single. It started as a sketch show called This Is Why You're Single, and the right. you was Angela and I, and it was about our personal stories. And the This Is Why You're Single was about reasons we were single and it was all very tongue-in-cheek and it was really making fun of like the whole system of how crazy dating has become. And that was in 2015 when we came up with that title and that was when like there was just the big emergence of apps and obviously now apps are, you know, been around forever. But we were just trying to make fun of of us and dating. And the This Is Why You're Single is not you guys, the listener. It's you as in like dating as a system. Right. Right? It's, or like systems maybe like, systems whatever. maybe the wrong word, but yeah, it's uh, the big you. Yeah, the right? big you. Is it, it the royal you? I don't know, I but don't it's, know. It's, it's not just, a grammar podcast, it's a dating podcast. This is not a shamey podcast. <laughs> it's it's tongue in cheek our title and if you know us and you know our sense of humor and when you've read our book and listened to and listened to our show, this is, you know, episode 196. We, we hope you guys know that. Um, not to get, you know, we read a lot of really nice emails that we get. This one just really kind of like stuck, a, struck a chord with us and we didn't want, we wanted to make sure we're not coming across that way. Yeah. So, so I don't know. That was a lot of, I know. a lot of stuff, but <laughs> I don't know. It, it was, you know, we put so much of our heart and soul into this podcast and it's so important to us. And after doing 196 episodes and spending countless hours coming up with these uh, coming up with these rundowns and finding guests and putting so much time. It's, it's all because we, we hope it's, we hope people are enjoying it. So, right. so when we get negative feedback, we really want to address it because the whole point we of that we do this podcast is for you guys. And we want to make a, a podcast that you guys enjoy and that makes you feel good about yourself and good about your life and good about dating and makes you laugh. Yeah. So... That is that. Uh, if you guys have any other feedback, though, you can always email us personally at contact at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. It goes directly into our personal Gmail boxes, so we're going to get it, and we will read it. You can also 
you can leave leave more feedback on iTunes, you know? You can obviously leave more bad feedback, but if <laughs> the you, thing but, is we can't respond to it on iTunes. iTunes doesn't let us comment. So yeah. if you would I mean like we'll always respond and like explain ourselves or apologize or whatever. Us, yeah. Um, but if you do have good feedback, please, please take the time to message it on, on iTunes and, and give us, give us some stars because it does help. It does. It, it really does help other people find the podcast, which will help make us continue to do this for a long time. And, and it makes us feel good. And, and well, especially <laughs> that's just secondary. Well, when we get bad ones like this, it helps when we have like, you know, three or four good ones to, sure. to kind of buffer it. All right. That's enough. What kind of questions do we have this week? Okay. So our first question is from someone who signed their name Anani, which like it's we usually hilarious. call our anonymous people Anani. Well, you do. And I used to give you crap about it. I was like Anani in anonymous. And you're like, no, they're Anani. And then I now I kind of love it. So, so the fact that our listeners are now signing it Anani is so funny. Now it's a thing. Should we make merch? We should make this is why your single merch that just says Anani. I like that. <laughs> Tell us if you would buy it. Yeah. On iTunes. Why not? <laughs> um, okay. So here's Anani's questions. She says, so there is this guy that I follow on Instagram who th- who I think is super cute and funny and I know we would get along really well. Problem is we have never actually met in real life. How do I slide into his DMs without being a creep? Okay. So I have like kind of tried to slide into DMs into aspirational friends <laughs> that I that I kind of seek out. So what I would do is like first you kind of like start to like stuff, make sure, you know, see if you have friends in common and then you can kind of respond to like a couple of their videos and try to get a conversation going in like a non-creepy or aggressive way, just like a couple of them and see if they'll write back. Like this is so funny Um, and then maybe give some kind of personal info. Like I'm trying to think of an example. Like let's say they're at a restaurant. You like, oh my God, I – uh, I've been dying to try this restaurant. Are the fish tacos really as good as everybody says? Question yeah. mark. Um, or let's say they're out. Uh, they're like on a vacation somewhere. Uh, oh my God. I hope. Um, I know you don't know me and this is weird, but I, you know, found you through friend through my friend, Jessa. And uh, your vacation looks so fun. I, uh, I want to go there. Like, let me know your favorite spot. Yeah. Or something like and that. And I think responding to a story is like the best way to go rather than just like cold messaging them because it's not unusual at all. Like I get people that I don't know all the time responding to my stories. Um, and it's like as casual as a comment, but then you can have the conversation in private if it goes somewhere. And also I don't think it's that creepy because we hear more and more that like people are meeting on Instagram or and Twitter, I've heard actually more than they are on dating apps. Like a lot of people like to use those things as dating apps. Not everyone does. So like read the room. If they it seems like they have a girlfriend in their photos, don't message message them. Obviously, if they're not like feeling your messages, if they're not responding, then don't push it. But there's no hurt in just like trying. It's not weird. She doesn't say how she found him. She just says there's this guy that I think is cute and funny. So I am curious if they have a mutual friend or not. I would kind of mention that you have them, if you do have a mutual friend, mention that in the message at some point, just so that you're not a total random. It kind of gives you a little bit more cred to be like, hey, I'm friends with blah, blah, blah. Um, and, you know, like love your shirt. Or right. Not really love your shirt, but, you know, something, something better. Like that. Or like however you know who they are. Like even yeah. if you don't have a mutual friend, be like, I found you, however. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It just makes you feel like a little less, out, you know, out of the blue. Right. All right. What else we got in the mailbox? Okay. This one is a slightly similar issue. This is from Paolo, who is 29 years old. He's a tattoo artist from Brazil. 
Um, sounds like a catch already. He says, yeah, I'm into it. Listening to your podcast has helped me a lot in dealing with a recent and sudden breakup after being with her for over 10 years on and off. Oye, Pablo or Paulo. Um, I've been trying to meet new girls and there is this girl I am particularly interested in. I found, I found her through liking similar pages on Instagram and, uh, but I've never seen or talked to her and we don't have mutual friends. One night I tried my luck and started following her and I sent her a very sincere DM. He said, hello, Juliana, I am being invasive. Oh, am I'm sorry. I, am I, am, am wait, I being... Can I read this one? Because I'll yes. do like my... Okay. This is going to be just a random A accent. sexy Brazilian accent. I don't know how to do Brazilian, so I'm going to do random. <laughs> hello, Juliana, am I being invasive by following you having never met you? Maybe. I am... I sound like the candelabra in Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> I know. Am I, <laughs> a little French. Am I being even more weird by sending you a DM? Probably. But I think that sincerity is a bit underestimated these days, and I have decided to just say hi. So, with just a bit of insecurity, hi. <laughs> and Belle, your dinner for this evening. <laughs> <laughs> um, great. So, that was the message. He says... For my surprise, she responded, asking how I was. We messaged a bit, but that was it. How can I get to know her more? Is replying to Insta stories a bit much? Should I DM her again and try something different? Maybe just ask her out already? Or am I being annoying and sexist? I am really insecure, but I really think that my sincerity kind of opened the door and I really want to get to know her. Really sorry for such a long email. This was not long, Paulo. Believe me. Uh, I just feel so overwhelmed right now. Thanks for reading Thanks for the podcast with kindness, Paulo. Yeah, this wasn't that long at all. We get we get ones that are like, I know this is long, but I promise it's worth the read. And then it's and like then a it's novel pages. and I just don't have time to read it. Like like sometimes we'll just tag them like this is too long. And we have like a whole box of ones that are too long that we just we want to get to as many people as we can and and anyways, so just unfortunately, unfortunately, we don't have endless time to be Yeah. Um, cause then we would spend our whole night just on one person. It's just not fair to our other listeners. Anyways. Um, I don't think it's that weird to message to a couple stories or I think you can follow the same advice as the person we said before. You've already opened the door. She's already written you back. Great. You were not creepy. You were nice. And the fact that you're already worried about being sexist and creepy puts you way ahead of the game. Cause you're going to be very aware and respectful in the type of messages that you send, you're not going to be like messaging on some bikini photo or bikini video, like, oh, looking hot, hot as F, like, right. you know, heart, eyes, lick, whatever. <laughs> Agree. Yeah. Don't, it, don't do that. <laughs> just don't be creepy. And you're already worried about it. So I'm just not, I'm not even, you're concerned about it. So I'm not concerned about you doing that. So I think I, you have total free reign to respond to her Insta stories. And not a lot. Don't That was what I was going to say. Yeah. Right? Don't like respond to every single story. No, then you'll be weird. Like you've already done it once. Another time is fine. It sounds like it's probably been spaced out enough already. And just like read the room, like see how she responds. Like if if she is asking you questions back, that probably means she's interested. If she's giving you like short one word answers, she might just be being nice. Yeah. And dating somebody else. And, right. you know, um, and uh, yeah. And like try to you maybe ask a question in the in the response to a story. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that it gives her something to say. Like if you just do like a if you just do like a laugh face emoji that like, you know, you know, when you click it and then it like floods with laugh face. Yeah. Like, she, there's nothing for her to respond to. She's like, oh, you thought it, this video was funny, you know. So that's that. 
Um, we hope that's helpful. If any of you listeners want your questions answered or if you have funny messages you want to share, email us at contact at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. You can also find all of our contact info on our website at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Now let's dive into our reason of the week. This week's reason is sliding into DMs. Yes, truth is everyone is different. Some people are going to see this move as invasive. Others are going to have no problem with it. Like Angela said, you really got to feel feel the room. Right. And and I think approach it differently than you would Tinder, you know, because like people aren't necessarily on Instagram expecting to get hit on. So like don't lead with like if you're the kind of person who would be like sexy pick on Tinder if that's the kind of thing that normally works for you. I wouldn't do that on Instagram. No, you're going to get your ass blocked. Right. Um, but I do think that there's something to be said for meeting people on through their social media profiles because people struggle with what to put in their bios on Tinder a lot. So you can actually probably learn more about a person through their Instagram or Twitter than through their dating profile. Especially if they put their Instagram handle on their dating web, you know, dating app profile, they want you to find them. They want you to find their Instagram. So I think you should acknowledge how you found that person and say like, hey, I saw you post your your Instagram handle, I found you on Bumble, like you seem really cool, um, you know, yeah. would love to like take you out for a drink. You know what is creepy though? If the person didn't put their Instagram handle and then you somehow through detective work find them anyway, yeah. I would caution against that. I would caution against it and maybe don't tell them how you found them. <laughs> yeah. Or like maybe like you did a lot of legwork and you found them, but you then you see you have a mutual friend then maybe you can be like oh my god so weird i saw you on bumble and we have this mutual friend that's the only way i think it could be acceptable yeah um also you might get called out if you end up as somebody kind of famous angela found this somebody had tweeted a screenshot and it's and it said here do you want to tell people yes so this is what i think like paolo is afraid of coming off as but like as long as you're not like totally like oblivious you will not be this guy but so yeah this girl tweeted this guy used to dm me on insta consistently for like two years and now he's a contestant on the new bachelorette they actually wound up kicking this guy off because of these screenshots um wow but he literally the screenshots were so creepy so like this she even, never answered him ever he said sam what the heck i'm not giving up on you these are all different ones yeah maybe i should sam Hey, I'm still alive. Excuse me, Sam Smith. Sam, why do you hate me? Rude as fuck. Sam, hook a brother up. Seriously? Rude as fuck, Sam. I expect better from you. Sam, not sure what happened to us, but can we at least meet? Um, sorry, Matt. Not interested anymore. I'm sure you're a nice guy, but can't take a risk. Have a good day. And that was That's not him. Yeah. That was him like saying, you know, wanting her to, to, to at least say that because he wanted closure from somebody he didn't deserve closure from because they had never met and she never messaged him back. He was just creepily sending her like right. 30 messages in a row for two years. Yeah. Each of these messages were like spaced a month apart. So like this guy's I mean, so creepy. Don't be this guy. No, he, he's like psychological issues here. I think when they get on The Bachelor, they should like get to look through people's messages I to like agree. see if they're creeps. But I've had guys like this, like not in my DMs, but when I was single in my text messages, like there was a guy that would message me almost every Saturday night and be like, you out, you out. And I never answered him and he never got the hint. Like, don't be that guy. I saw a tweet actually recently that said, you should always just take mixed messages as a no. <laughs> I love that. And like, this isn't even mixed messages. This is no messages, but like live by that philosophy. And I think that you could avoid getting hurt a lot. On that beautiful note, it is time for our Reason of the Week Breakdown. 
so you only get one chance to make a good first DM impression. We're going to judge you and vote yes or no on these potential first DMs provided by Refinery29 in a game we call Slide Away or Slide and Stay. Oh, sorry, I said wrong. Slide Away or Slide and Stay. Oh, I ruined your beautiful, cool It's okay. All right, go for it. Okay, so yeah, we're going to read the DMs and we'll both vote if we would say yes or no to them. Okay. Okay. Uh, this first one is in response to like Let's do maybe, like a thumbs up or thumbs down. And if it's one thumb up, one thumb down, it still is a down. You have to get two yeses for it to work. Okay. Okay. That that works. It's kind of like Tinder. Like we both have to swipe. We're like Siskel and Ebert. Yeah. Okay. So this one would be like in response to a story of you listening to music. You message the person, I need to know the name of this song. This is a good one. Yeah. Super chill. Very fun. organic. Love it. Yes. Okay. Roses are red, violence are blue. Here is a DM slide to say hi to you. We both said no to that one. No way. That's I so cheesy as fuck. Never in a million years answer that. Um, I noticed we have tons of followers in common. How have we never met? Love when you have a shared mutual interest that you're trying to connect. You're trying to make a human connection here. Yes. And there's accountability because I know people that you know. Love so, it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next one. If you're still out later, we should meet up. You don't even know this person. You can't be asking if they're still out like they're your best friend. Yeah. No, you would have here. had to have met at least once. Get out of here. Okay. Do you go here often? I need a new coffee place. This would be like in response to a latte art thing or something. Super chill and just like trying to find common interest. Love it. Yeah. So pretty with a cat heart eyes emoji. No, just don't go for like the superficial beauty stuff. Nope. Yeah. I would have to, I mean, obviously with all of these messages, I would stalk the hell out of your Insta before responding. Yeah. So you would have to be pretty damn amazing for me to respond to that. Yeah, exactly. And okay. lastly. Finally, um, this would be like in response to a gym selfie you message. I feel like you've tried every workout class in the city. I want to try rowing, but I'm nervous. Where should I go? Love it. Trying to find common interests. It's a winner, winner, winner. Yep. And so it's a good. question. So like you're obviously going to respond. It's great. Great. So great. Those are fun. So just be chill and find common interests. Well, we hope we've cleared up this week's reason because that is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, check out our book. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our audiobook on Audible. And you can get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors. For a full list of sponsors and the codes, check out our podcast page on thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. We are also on social, so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Your Single Show. You can follow my personal at Sparodactyl. And I'm at Laura Lane Rad on Twitter and Laura Lane, oh, sorry, Laura Lane on Twitter and Laura Lane Rad on Instagram. Please like and subscribe on iTunes and maybe even leave a positive comment. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. That was a headgum podcast.